today on City Cash Chicago, we all have meetings at work that make us wonder, do I really need to be here? And Chicago City Council members are no different, except they work for us. So we deserve to know when they're working and when they're not. As we look ahead to next year's city elections, we look at how many meetings our alders miss and if it's affecting city council's productivity. It's Thursday, April 14th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Alders are going to require means about 81% of the time. In other words, a B-minus average. That's what WBEZ, The Daily Line, and Crane Chicago Business found after looking into attendance records from hundreds of meetings, including committees, between mid-2019 and the end of last year. WBEZ's Claudia Morrell and The Daily Line's Aaron Hegarty are here to break it down. Claudia, Aaron, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. How big are the discrepancies among older people, Claudia, those who attended the most versus those who attended the fewest meetings? The less time that you've been on the city council, the more likely you will actually show up to the meetings that are required of you. That makes sense. So, that, that makes sense. <laughs> People come to class the first couple of weeks of school and then, you know, they be like, oh, I know how things work. I'm going to pop out. Right. Like freshmen, you know, they're really excited for orientation. <laughs> they want to know the ropes. They want to get the lay of the land. And the same goes for the city council. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the top five aldermen on the board, uh, four of them are freshman aldermen, brand new. Mm. And when we spoke with them, they said um, that's because, you know, that's what uh, the, the voters pay them to do. Then they said, you know, that's where... Uh, most of the their job happens versus veteran aldermen who tend to use the excuse of ward issues for the reason why you know they're not attending as many meetings. And so when you look at the bottom of the list, you will see some of the aldermen that have been on the city council for longer than any others, like uh, Alderman Ed Burke, who's been there since 1969. 53 years. <laughs> yeah. Cardenas, 19 years. Brookings, 19 years. Austin, 28. Eight years, Harris, 16. So, yeah, you, you really start to see that breakdown. Yeah, and so it, 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 quite, it kind of calls into question about whether or not, you know, they have the same priorities as the freshman aldermen. Not only can you see the ranking, but you can put in your address if you visit uh, the, the website. We'll drop it in our show notes, and it'll show your older person. So I put in my address. My older person uh, is Sophia King. Right. It gives you the council rank. Thirty four years on the council. Six. Are they a committee chair or not? Uh, Her says no. And then her attendance participant percentage is the average of eighty one percent attended about two hundred and fifty one out of three hundred and ten meetings. I hope everybody kind of puts in their address. I put in my mom's uh, and my mom (laughs) lives in uh, Michelle Harris's uh, and uh, Chatham. uh, I think closer to Calumet Heights. You know, 70 percent. When I first thought I was like, oh, OK, you know, most people will take that. But I wonder when the stakes are different. It's one thing to be a public speaking grade. It's another thing to be a <laughs> your city council attendance record. Some aldermen are asking to see like how we did our work. So they'll, you know, request the list of meetings they attended or didn't attend. I think it was to like self-evaluation. Like you always think you did better than you actually did. Like in my heart of hearts, I feel like I attended all my meetings, but. That's exactly what Alderman Ed Burke said. You know, he said he he thinks he was probably close to 100% attendance at the meetings uh, of committees he's appointed to. 
Oh, that's a far, far, far cry from his 55.7% attendance. Unfortunately for him, it doesn't count what you think you attended. (laughs) But you'll notice, too, when you look at the... um, the ratio between total meetings should have attended versus total meetings attended, um, you'll see a huge discrepancy. So like someone like Alderman Walter Burnett, he had to attend more meetings than anyone else. And his number is like in the 365. And then you'll go to the opposite side of that and you'll see someone like Alderman Maldonado who represents Humboldt Park. And he only had to attend like 126 meetings. And I thought it was funny. Someone tweeted out the other day saying like, what the hell does my Alderman do all day? He never (laughs) answers his ward office. And he only has to attend 126 meetings a year. Like, what is he doing the rest of the time? So what the hell are they doing if they aren't at meetings? Are these meetings where, you know, they're given a a press release before and after? So if they just kind of read the spark notes, they'd be good to go. Are these meetings, they're meeting where there's a voting interest? Are council members more likely to show up when it's time to take a vote versus when they're just getting the details? Like, what are they doing with their time? I guess this was more of an issue when you had to go to City Hall for these committee meetings and aldermen especially who live far away from downtown would say, you know, I have constituent services to tend to. I have, you know, alleys to fix and trash cans to replace. Um, Potholes to fill. Potholes to fill. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what, like, that's what What the hell are they doing that? I don't see it. Not in your ward. (laughs) Right. Not over here in the floor. (laughs) But, yeah, when they do show up to these meetings, some meetings are just straight up subject matter hearings where it's hours of asking questions of city staff and they're kind of – netting out their own information, doing their own research on on topics. I don't know that any of them would necessarily admit that they only show up when there's a big vote, but I think there is a big push by chairs of the committees to make sure that aldermen are there to pass legislation. And aldermen will also kind of game out their calendar. I don't know, it kind of reminds me of a college kid as well, using the analogy from before, where like some classes are just more important than others, where am I going to go to this 830 class that only meets for 10 minutes, or am I going to stay at home? Because they will gavel in, gavel out within 30 minutes, do all routine matters, and there's almost no debate, no discussion, and so... That is one of the arguments that we get from Alderman for like, why am I going to even bother to show up to that meeting when it's not even really uh, a good use of my time? Uh, another issue is that it, it goes to this longstanding debate about, you know, are Alderman legislators, you know, do they have the um, the focus of the entire city or are they glorified um, ward superintendents? For some aldermen, like constituent services are all they care about. And, you know, that's what keeps them elected year after year. Claudia, you originally reported in 2019 that the average attendance rate was even lower, you know, just 64, which is a nice D, really hard to like fudge that into a C with some extra credit. Uh, (laughs) What drove the increase over the last couple of years? So I think it was a couple of factors, Uh, one being that now attendance is required at committee meetings. We will now have a roll call to establish a quorum. Alderman, Chairman, Vice Chair Silverstein, Alderman King. 
before, they never took attendance. Uh, the only time attendance was taken was at the monthly city, city council meeting, and it was done by the clerk, you know, very formal. Uh, another issue is that uh, a lot of veteran aldermen who kind of brought the average down uh, either retired or uh, were voted out of office. And the biggest change, obviously, I think, is the Zoom meetings. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. Thanks for you. your patience, everybody. I didn't know if you knew you were on mute. I'm wearing a tie for nothing. Hey, about to start. <laughs> How's your dog doing this morning, Rod? <laughs> he looks so well behaved, though. He's sitting no. there like a little soldier. <laughs> I'm trying to get a close up of me. I don't know how to do it. A uh, pet. <laughs> pet, pet. Yeah, we are live on the internet right now. Yes. Across the board, almost every alderman we talked to said that having the ability to tune in to what's going on at City Hall remotely really made a difference for them. And like I've watched aldermen attend from literally the dentist chair, their cars, their cars yeah, the which is, yeah, they can, they can multitask if they want now. <laughs> Uh, you know, part of the differences in attendance, like you all have pointed out, has to do with the committees, right? Some alders have more. Uh, and some of these committees aren't even meeting regularly. Was there any committees that stuck out in you in particular? It was like, why is this a committee? Is this useless? The um, 17 member committee on education and child development. Um, it's chaired by Alderman Michael Scott of the 24th Ward. The committee's budget has hovered around, you know, 175000 annually. But this education committee has met only seven times since mid-2019 when we started looking at this. Uh, and, and the meetings were mostly to consider, you know, routine appointments. Alderman Scott said he he doesn't prefer to have these, you know, cantankerous uh, discussions in public. And he'd, he'd rather avoid, you know, the browbeating, as he says, of the CPS CEO. My question is, like, if you're not having a cantankerous discussion in public, are you really having a committee meeting? Mm -hmm. Like, that's part of what they are. Exactly. And, and this is a, a huge issue that impacts the third largest school district in America. You know, Alder should be discussing this in public. Um, Claudia, was there a, a committee for you that you thought that they are not meeting nearly enough? They got this money. What's the point of this? Uh, yeah, for me, the example, uh, education is a great example. Another one is immigration and refugee rights. Uh, and it's one of a few new committees that were created under Lori Lightfoot. It's got a budget of $117,000, and they've only met twice. So at a cost of about $50,000 a meeting. And <laughs> what? that's... Yeah. What, like both of y'all giving me some hundred grands like is these like elaborate pizza parties like the space is already <laughs> rented they already getting a check where what is this exactly, money go to is right it, like are they, are they paying for printing or something what, what the hell are they doing what a hundred grand so, so like these budgets they're very vague like when you look at like the line items in the budget it'll be like supplies and then obviously staff salaries and staff salaries is the biggest issue because and inspector general joe ferguson did an investigation into this or an audit uh it goes to this issue about whether or not committee staff are actually doing the work of the committee or if they are doing the work of the aldermen so like how i talked earlier about the essential work that's needed to be done in the wards so for example instead of a staff member doing research on refugee services citywide or you know going door to door and, and doing surveys in particular communities they might be roped into you know filling potholes or answering um yeah, answering the ward office right answering yeah. ward office calls if you live in a ward where your alderman is a chair of a committee 
then you directly benefit from that. But if you live in a ward where your alderman is not a chair of a committee because they perhaps, you know, aren't a huge supporter of the mayor who picks the committee chairs, then you don't have that little padding. So why should Chicagoans be not only paying attention to how the city council is ranking as a whole, but really logging or, you know, tapping into this website, putting in their address and seeing what their older person's ranking is. Why do you think a, a person should kind of go through with that process? It's their job. They're paid to and elected to show up to these meetings. And while they can argue that, you know, I, I couldn't make it to 50% of the meetings that I was supposed to because I was doing ward services, um, there's $5.5 million being pumped into funding these committees. If the meetings aren't being held and your alderman isn't showing up, then that's, you know, potentially a waste of taxpayer dollars. Claudia, you know, you've been tracking this for a few years. Is attendance a useful measure of how effective individual alders are? Can you correlate their attendance with how much work is being done? I think so. And I think that um, one of the the most important aspects of it is that, you know, we are on the cusp of another election. And I think it's important, especially for the veteran aldermen, to kind of hold them accountable. And it and it really calls into question, um, you know, why we don't have term limits here in Chicago. And I don't know if that's a very controversial statement to make. Do we need this many city council committees? You know, what kind of work are they actually getting done? Is this a waste of money? Because, you know, Chicago is kind of like at a brink, at at like a breaking point where it is looking for money everywhere. I mean, we've increased taxes. We've increased fees and fines on almost everything in the city in the last five years that I've been covering the city council. And it's like, if we're looking under the couch for this money, there's this low hanging fruit right here where it's very easy to trim the city budget. And so I think that it's something that voters need to hold their legislators accountable and to get an understanding of, you know, just how the city council process works. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Applications for Chicago's basic income pilot program open April 25th. Mark it on your calendars. The city will give out $500 per month to 5,000 low-income families for a year. A city council committee approved a measure Wednesday that would give survivors of sexual harassment in Chicago a full year to file a complaint with the Chicago Commission on Human Relations, and businesses could face up to $10,000 in fines if those allegations are proven. And some good news to get you through. This Saturday night at the Music Box Theater is the 17th annual Sound of Silent Film Festival. We got 10 short films with musical scores performed live. You might catch your boy in the building. As always, sign up for the daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. If you already signed up, refer a friend or a family member. As always, I appreciate you for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Should these older, older folk, uh, older people, let me start that up. I was going to say all the folks, um, 